Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another weekly pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller, a news editor here at The Vedette. And, of course, I am joined with... Emma Sasek, the editor-in-chief at The Vedette. So on Friday, we were very nice, and we released a special <laughs> podcast for all of our listeners that centered around our secret project, which was revealed to be Truth or Dare. Yes, yeah, so as you should all know by now from how annoying we've been on every social media platform, <laughs> uh, we interviewed Tyler Posey and Lucy Hale, the two stars of the film. And as the weekend box office numbers rolled in. Truth or Dare came out in third place with $19 million. And again, it's from Blumhouse and Universal Pictures. Came in behind A Quiet Place, which Emma and I have been raving about also nonstop, despite our secret project. (laughs) And Rampage, some Dwayne Johnson movie with giant gorillas and... Naomi Harris. Yes. The only light in that movie. (laughs) Other other than Dwayne Johnson. Of course. I'm very surprised that that took top box office spot. But, so yeah, that's very cool to see The Truth or Dare, a movie that we interviewed the cast for, came in third because that's still very good yeah absolutely and so we had a fairly busy weekend but we still made time for weekly pop as we always do this is our little baby it is our baby and we (laughs) oh another update health wise oh i feel fine yes me too okay we finally got over (laughs) ourselves i love two weeks later anyway (laughs) we went and saw isle of dogs last night it's the newest animated film from director wes anderson he wrote it, Roman Coppola wrote it, and I believe it was Jason Schwartzman, who is someone that is in every single Wes mm. Anderson movie, and Kunichi Numara also wrote it. So if you've seen the trailer, it's pretty much the same as that plot that you'd expect. It's a little boy who is on a mission to go save his dog from Trash Island, aka the Isle of Dogs, because we're in a super fictional Japan, and the the mayor, even, was that? Yeah, I don't know mayor. how it works. Mm-hmm. How did the mayor banish? He just had like a law put in place in that town and put his mayoral stamp that said these dogs are all getting like a some kind of cold what was it even called there was like snout 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 fever fever. and there was like a couple other things going on but so all the a lot of dogs were getting sick so the mayor banished them to an isle of dogs aka trash island so a little boy went on a little airplane that he somehow created himself. <laughs> or oh, hijacked, I don't or, know. Right, and then flew over and tried to find his old dog spots. Yeah, and so this was just such a cute movie. Like, we both kind of went into it not really expecting too much, not knowing too much about it. But from the 91% it has on Rotten Tomatoes, the 82 on Metascore, it stands up to all of the praise it's been receiving so far. It's definitely a Wes Anderson movie. Oh I think my gosh, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh. I mean, just from the trailers, I was like, this movie's gorgeous. And it's so funny because it's a stop motion movie and it's just, I feel like I don't want to know how long it took them to make this movie oh because my gosh, I know. The, the amount of detail and specific perfection, like the symmetry he has in all of his films, Uh huh. like even like we're looking at a picture of the dogs right now and even it's from the movie and it's aesthetically pleasing to look at. It was just, oh my gosh, I love stop motion movies, first of all, especially if they're about dogs. I mean, there's been a lot of controversy because the movie takes place in Japan and relies very heavily on Japanese culture and also the language, I mean, the poster itself, and half the movie is in Japanese. Yeah. And then if it's like a little logo, it'll have American or English subtitles Mm -hmm. and a lot of English translators, and yet the main cast is a bunch of white people because (laughs) that's how it is. Yeah, pretty much all of the actual speaking roles that were meant to be, like, the people in the forefront and stuff, yeah. they were in English. It said at the beginning of the film, dialogue will remain in in Japanese if it's, like, an actual Japanese person that's speaking it. So the young boy, he just speaks in Japanese throughout the film, and you don't, you don't, there are no English subtitles yeah, for him. Yeah, we don't know what he, yeah. But then there is another lead 
character later on in the film, played by Greta Gerwig, and she speaks English, and she's like a, an exchange student. And then all the dogs' barks <laughs> are translated into English, so they don't speak any language, obviously. They just speak dog. <laughs> yeah, they speak dog, but it's in English. So, I mean, yeah, whitewashing has been a huge controversy in the past, and I feel like, I mean, this movie could have done better with it, but at the same time, it wasn't as blatantly stupid as Ghost in the Shell or something yeah. like that, where you could have easily done something about this. Oh my god, you just reminded me that Scarlett Johansson is also in this Scarlett movie. Scarlett Johansson? Uh, oh, did you see that there was a tweet when they casted the Mulan actress for live-action movie? And then someone tweeted and said, Scarlett Johansson just fired her agent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ScarJo. Oh, ScarJo. But so I think our only critique with it, I mean, again, we are white, so we can't have too much input on this as, you know, compared to Japanese people. However, the only real problems I could see that could be fixed were not casting Greta Gerwig or Frances McDormand, who both play very prominent, well, not prominent, they have a lot of speaking time they're not necessarily important characters but they have a lot of lines yeah Frances McDermott plays the mayor's interpreter well for the media I suppose yeah and so she's also narrating on top of Courtney B. Vance who's narrating the movie so they could have easily just had some Japanese or even Asian actress come in and do that role that in English you know because then just easily take care of the whitewashing a and then b actually show representation because it is taking place in Japan where they could have had a Japanese actress easily do this. <laughs> and Greta Gerwig, as Emma mentioned, plays a pretty prominent role. She's pro-dogs. This whole movie is a whole reflection on social commentary. And, We're all pro-dogs here. Right, <laughs> right. And, like, political mayhem. Nonsense. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> and she was a foreign exchange student at a, a school in Japan. So they could have easily just cut out the foreign exchange thing and just had, you know, again, a Japanese actress play a Japanese character. And then I think that would have helped a lot. I did think Wes Anderson was smart enough to not make this too much of a hot mess like Ghost in the Shell and those yeah. other movies. Yeah. But at the same time, there were a couple tweaks he definitely could have done to mm-hmm at least minimize the whitewashing controversy surrounding the movie because it is a good movie. So it's a shame that, you know, people aren't smart enough in 2018. No, definitely. And I mean, this cast is full of literally everybody from Hollywood. And it is nice to see that there are Asian actors and actresses in this film. I just feel like more could have been. And they're definitely the minor characters too. Absolutely. So they definitely could Especially have... when this film was set in Japan yes. and you're trying to capture its culture. I've read reviews from Asian journalists who are film critics and that's kind of one of those problems that they're having where, I mean, Wes Anderson obviously is not someone of Asian descent as far as I yeah. know. And so he tried to capture that culture, but you're not going to capture that culture as well as an actual Asian director or screenwriter. So I'm happy that there was someone from Asian descent as a writer. It's just, again, yeah. there's, there's there's always more that could be done. But as we said, this cast is full of literally everybody from Hollywood. Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Greta, Francis, Scarlett, everybody possible is in this movie i don't know how they got to be and i told you i remember when because we've been seeing this trailer for a while i told you when all their names come up in the trailer i'm like well another whitewash movie because like again we're recognizing so many names we're like oh my god i know i'm like come on wes i mean definitely again i think he did handle it in a more professional way where he was very influenced by asian culture and by dealing with the dogs 
their stuff being translated and the animation of this movie is gorgeous and very reliant on Asian culture so it's just very beautiful and inspiring to look at Mm -hmm. it's so fun it's so pretty it is so he could have definitely done more to pay tribute but again as you just said how much can he actually do because he himself is not Japanese but he decided to make a movie all about Japan yeah but it was nice to see that the main character the boy who's looking for his dog he is of Asian descent and he spoke entirely in Japanese and there were no subtitles at all so we actually didn't even know what he was saying yes the professor that was running against the mayor and the mayor himself they're both Asian actors we have Yoko Ono who plays Dr. Yoko. (laughs) Assistant scientist Yoko Ono. So it's always just going to be a very touchy subject. Yeah, and I think they definitely, again, it is an improvement from those kinds of past movies. Absolutely. But at the same time, it really wasn't that hard to just, like, tweak a couple things. Exactly. And also you're not, I mean, I'm not trying to shade, but you're not losing much star power if you're not going to have Greta Gerwig or Frances McDermott in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if you have five white males playing the lead dogs. Exactly. (laughs) The people that talk the most throughout this film. But speaking of the dogs, when you just kind of get to the core of this film, it's such a cute homage to how much humans love dogs, especially dog owners love their pets. Neither Kevin or I have dogs of our own. Mom, dad, I'm looking at you. However, we were just like, just giggling and so happy seeing all these dogs around us. We were also saying out of the main group, who was your favorite? My favorite was Bill Murray's boss because he just has the absolute cutest nose. What about you? Oh, sorry. I was like about to sigh, and then I was like, "No, I'll just keep going." No. <laughs> and what I said, what I really loved about him was he was wearing like a little baseball tee, yeah. and we know that Bill Murray crashes all the Chicago Cubs games and stuff. No. But I really loved Jeff Goldblum's Duke just because he always. <laughs> did you hear that rumor about this and this and this? Uh, Duke is such a gossip. I know he's <laughs> such. He's so us. He'd be our best friend. <laughs> and even in the movie, they say because one of the dogs, Brian Cranston's dog, is a stray. Yeah. And he's set, and somebody tells him there's no better relationship than a little boy and their dog. It's a very cute movie, and I'm sad that they didn't handle it with a little more profession to not, you know, spark backlash because it's very valid and reasonable backlash. <sighs> so we wish that we got to see more movies, but as we said, it's been a very, very busy weekend for us here at the Vidette. But other entertainment news, of course, went on. Beachella. Beachella. Oh my gosh. Kick it, start us off, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm Beyonce's biggest super fan. Of that course. Has been, well, that's not, I'm up there. I won't, I won't take the title from somebody else that really can't deserve it, but I will be in the top like 20. Yes. I'll say that. And obviously she headlined at Coachella and she was actually the first black woman to headline and she created her set list and her performance to honor that notion and also kind of call out the fact that it's 2018 and Coachella's been big for how many years and she's the first black woman so of course she pulled her Beyonce moves and basically the entire performance was a tribute to black culture and black womanhood as a lot of Beyonce's recent work is and she was also a college themed like she had a whole pep band a lot of her songs were redone in a style with like marching band the snare drums and all that stuff and a lot of the clothing she wore was very... I mean, people were saying Beyonce University and stuff like that. <laughs> like, it was so fun. And people are trying to buy, like, $500 varsity jackets that she is selling now. There's also some tributes to, like, historically black colleges. I mean, the whole thing is Beyonce is all about black excellence and feminism and equality and having everyone partake in these conversations. And so she's just the best. And, of course, it was, like, a, a two-and-a-half-hour set, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. 
And there were like she five costume it. changes. Yeah. People even thought she changed her, the color of her nails. It turns out one picture was from rehearsal and one picture was from uh. the... So somebody solved that mystery. And then somebody else was like, I love investigative journalism. BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> <laughs> it was from BuzzFeed, actually. So Thank God. Yeah. No, when she came out in that... Just like regal attire. Yeah. She just it's my wallpaper right now. I just looked at it. <laughs> she just looks like a true empress of the galaxy, the universe. Yeah. And it's the empress not all of us deserve, but it's yeah. what we need. <laughs> it's just it's so weird to think about the fact that we are currently alive at the same time as Beyonce. Right. Mm. Remember when we were in Hollywood and Beyonce was also in California. Mm. We were very, very close <laughs> to Beyonce. I licked Destiny Child's star on the Walk of Fame. You That's did. not true, but I did get down on my knees and like bow, bow down. down. I did bow down. But yeah, no. And then she's performing it next week because all the headliners perform two weeks in a row. So this next one won't be live streamed. So I'm honestly assuming she's going to pull some crazy stuff because no one can expect Beyonce to not do her absolute best. Oh, so no. I'm expecting an entirely different set. Which is going to be completely different, probably. Yeah, because. It is Beyonce. She doesn't like to repeat herself. No. You know, she kicked butt. She did great. She's Beyonce, so. In other news, and in a, a genre that Kevin and I really aren't fans of, I don't know why we're talking about oh, this. Oh, yeah, this is, this is, mm. This is very strange for us. But the American Country Music Awards were on last night, and kind of one of the biggest news was surrounding Carrie Underwood. So about eight months or so ago. Right, it's been a very long time. She fell somewhere and she had to have like 40 or more stitches in her face. And she's been making the biggest deal about she's going to look very different when she would resurface in front of the public. And so her big comeback was last night and she performed. And she looked exactly the same. She looked exactly the same. I mean, I understand if she didn't even have to do reconstructive surgery or, mm. or anything. Mm-mm. I fall every single day. <laughs> Where's my, I'm going to look different. Right. I mean, definitely, like, I'm sure the experience was very traumatic for of her. Of course. And so I understand why she did take so long to, you know, because being in the public eye, you want to make sure you're going to look as good as possible and feel as good as possible. Yeah. And so she definitely did wait. But, like, it was, everyone was kind of, like, ready for this. Who is that actress that just has an entirely brand new face? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Yeah. I was expecting that. Me too. She, oh, she <laughs> she changed completely that. Like a few years ago Remember when that, she that, showed she up at the appearance, red carpet. Yeah. Oh, my Everyone God. was like, who is this? And now she's... That was probably one of my favorite Hollywood moments. A truly me. That's Renee <laughs> Zellweger. No, and I mean, like, Carrie Underwood is just gorgeous in whatever she looks. Oh, yeah. So she was as gorgeous as always last night. So I was... I sent a you... A lot of people were tweeting, like... This what? is what, right, you look exactly the same. And her legs were also the star of the ACM yeah, Awards. saw that too. Her legs are always the star because they're gorgeous. So I was just very surprised. Just to clarify, we did not watch the American Country Music Never. Awards. The only reason we <laughs> kept up with it is because Nicole Kidman was posting yes. posts on Instagram. I only knew about it because Nicole Kidman let her fans know that she was going in support of her husband. Yes. <laughs> and who won last night? He did. Did he? Oh, okay. I feel like he's won every single year, either him or Blake mm. Shelton. Yeah. This, I don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> well... There was your recap of the ACM <laughs> Awards from Weekly Pop. I'm going back to Vachel. <laughs> I'm going back to Pop Territory. <laughs> and then in final 
Weekly Pop oh news to keep everybody on top of all the breaking news. Khloe Kardashian had her daughter. This is a subject now that this I can is, get behind. Now, this is a subject that we have years and years of journalist experience. Right. This in. has been the subject of conversation for the past couple of production days now between mm-hmm. us, Vidette editors. We've all had our conspiracy theories. We've all voiced our opinions right. on this. So, Chloe K and Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I love becoming TMZ. Yes. As everyone knows, well, as everyone should know, Chloe was with Lamar Odom. And then that fell flat on its face. And they also there were years and years of fertility problems with Chloe. Yes. So she has been she has she wanted to last, have a child. Yes. She is the last Kardashian of the three main sisters to have a child. Kim's on three, Courtney's on three. eighteen. Yeah, probably. <laughs> feels like it really feels does like feel eighteen. Like it. And then Chloe finally got pregnant and she got pregnant on the time Kylie did. Uh, so she waited a while to announce it because she has a lot of fertility problems and she wanted to make sure it was past like the first or second trimester mark. Yes, just to make sure everything was going safely, and it was, and we're all very happy for Chloe. Oh, we're so However, happy. Uh, it was announced that she was going to the hospital because she was going into labor, or she was about to go into labor, and then there were pictures of Tristan Thompson that surfaced in New York while she's in Ohio. By the way, Chloe moved from Calabasas to Ohio to be with him because he's the basketball player in Ohio. I think. Part of the Cleveland Cavaliers? Right? Is that? I, is that? This is as bad as country <laughs> music for is, us. Oh, God, I don't know. I know he's a basketball player. Yes, I know he's a basketball player. He dribbles stuff. Yeah, so she moved all the way across the country to him, to the Midwest, mind you. And so she he's in New York, and there's a picture of him making out with some random girl. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, older video and stuff had resurfaced from when he was still with Chloe, but he was making out with two other girls at a club. But these past pictures specifically were from literally while she was going into labor. And Kris Jenner was flying in, and Kim and Courtney were on yeah. vacation, but then they, you know, they came, came back. Yeah, they came back immediately. And it was, that was a whole thing. And so, literally, while Chloe's giving birth, and as anyone that's even relatively interested in entertainment news should know, is that, you know, Chloe was the last one to have a child. And so this was pretty big for her, you know, even if you're not following the Kardashians or if you're not keeping up with the Kardashians, (laughs) uh, it was really big for her. And then, you know, your husband, fiance, partner, whatever it is, is in New York, not even in the same state as you. And he's making out with some other girl. (sighs) No. So that's your recap. <laughs> There's your recap, everybody. But so, yeah. What would what, what did she name the baby? <laughs> she named the baby True Thompson. Like, as in true or false? Yes. True, truth or dare? Truth or dare. Uh, <laughs> Which is, I think that's an oxymoron, because he's not true. He is not faithful. He is not. <laughs> he's garbage. So, mm-hmm. Chloe... I'm, I'm I'm just expecting an autopsy report to show up for Tristan. Yeah, has Chris, anyone heard from him? Because I, yeah, I haven't. Chris Jenner, she is she. He has a bullet on his back. Yeah, we everyone keeps saying that he will. His body will will surface in like the Black Sea or the Indian <laughs> Ocean, and then there'll be no correlation with it. But Chris Jenner will have something to do with it. No matter, like, how obscure it is. The devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Yeah, she does. No, I just feel bad for Chloe. Oh, I mean, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of people don't care. And that's, you know, to each their own. But, I mean, in general, that's really it's just, crappy. You just don't want to be about to give birth to your, your first child. And your partner's cheating on you Yeah, your partner's cheating on you is not there. You're hearing all of this. And right. you just want to enjoy this moment that you've been waiting for for, for years. For literally like a for decade. Years, for all ten seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians. Honestly, for all ten. Some. And, I mean, like, when you see on their Instagram posts, you just see, like, a, what seems like a very happy young couple. They're going to make, like, so happy to be parents and everything. Everything, 
And now, who knows what's gonna happen to that? It's insane. It is. Kanye, I, Kanye knows not to mess Kanye with the Kardashians. Kanye does know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, men have tried. Men have failed. <laughs> men have failed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love the Kardashians in the vedette office. <laughs> Julius Caesar came, saw, and conquered, but the Kardashians apparently did it way better. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, this is so fun. I love keeping up with Kardashians with our weekly pop listeners. E! News. We're ready for you. We are ready for you. We're graduating in less than a month. E! News, if you're listening, hit us up. That's right. (laughs) Well, this has been a very, very fun episode. It has. I'm so happy that we did this. We were all over the place with this one. And we were were amazing with every single topic. So, for this very entertainment-filled weekly pop, I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we'll see you here next week.